You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast with your host, Larry Lease. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest movie news and streaming news from around the industry. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Visit Pondex.com. Use promo code CINEMAGOLD for 10% off your first order. And now let's get into our first topic. Bad Batch Episode 2. After the amazing season premiere of Star Wars The Bad Batch, Dave Filoni's new labor of love from the Star Wars universe on May 4th, the second episode was released on Disney+. While this episode doesn't have quite the opening narrative urgency, it does continue to display the high-quality animation and interconnected universe we've come to expect from Filoni and his team. The episode focuses on the clones meeting up with Cut, a deserted clone who was first seen in Season 2 of The Clone Wars, and his family on their homestead in Sokami. Hate saying these Star Wars locations. The family are trying to leave the planet as the new empire brings in rules that see each citizen having to register for a chain code, which we're familiar with from The Mandalorian. The Bad Batch steps in to help them escape the clutches of the rapidly expanding empire. Cut doubles in the episode is not only as a plot's focus, but also as a source of paternal knowledge for Hunter, especially who struggles with his responsibility for Omega. It's encouraging and exciting to think about where else the creators might mine from previous shows to bring in other characters. So far we've seen characters from both the past, as seen here, and future as seen last episode with Caleb Doom being included in the Bad Batch's present. Who else we might see is your guess. The episode marks a difference to the previous one 
by not opening with Tom Kane's traditional voiceover that opened both episode one and every episode of The Clone Wars. If anything, this just goes towards suggesting that this series is not effectively season eight of The Clone Wars, and that it's its own separate entity. A rather charming moment opens the episode with Omega stepping off the Bad Batch's ship and onto the ground for the first time. With a deep intake of breath as the sun beats down on her, her joy has never felt more understandable as we too slowly step back out into the world. Ironic parallels aside, the animation as Omega kicks a small cloud of dirt in the air really highlights the skill of the team working on this show. As with the Clone Wars and Rebels before it, the Bad Batch is making a strong claim for these Star Wars animations to be considered a vital part of the universe that all fans should watch for both the ways it expands the universe and the quality of its design and execution. Also, Uncle Wrecker is not the content I knew I needed, but it's certainly adorable. Some moments are however strained to create tension, just as the plan is coming together. One regular clone trooper looks intently at Cut and says, You look like... before being interrupted. Forgive me, but a hat and a cloak do not make a full disguise when you're looking at your mirror image, surely. Also, the Echo wasn't able to undo the clamp on the ship, even though he's previously been seen to shut down entire droid armies. Was also a little uninspired. Finally, I think we all knew that Omega wasn't going to be bowing out of the show already. That said, I'm glad we're not being subjected to an arc of the Bad Batch trying to recover her, as might have happened had she gone with Cut. Nonetheless, the nature of her defection is interesting, and will no doubt prompt many theories of the coming episodes. Early on in the episode, Clone Commander Rex is name-dropped, and it's a matter of time until we see him again. Quite where this show will go, I'm not yet sure, but I'm certainly excited for what is to come. What did you make of Episode 2 of Bad Batch? Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below, and don't forget to hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. And now on to our second topic, Mighty Ducks Game Changers Episode 7. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers continues to impress in its seventh episode, Pond Hockey. In the Mighty Ducks Episode 7, the Don't Bothers are still upset with Evan for attending a Ducks practice, and Sam and Sophie are taking it the hardest. Meanwhile, Alex has a crisis in confidence about her coaching and finds support in the least expected place. It was bound to happen eventually that our favorite underdogs would have a rift that threatens to tear them apart. And I appreciate that the Mighty Ducks Episode 7 continues its streak of subverting my expectations and how it approaches and resolves this conflict. In a kid's show, I would usually expect the protagonist that everyone is upset with to apologize a bunch of times, get nothing in return, then do something heroic to fix everything. But that's not enough for the Don't Bothers, which it shouldn't be. Kids aren't so fickle. There are a few that are willing to forgive Evan quicker than others. In fact, Nick's lines about it are just as hilarious as ever. But Sam and Sophie are not so quickly quick to make amends. I wish that the way Evan does eventually receive acceptance of his apology from them would have been more based on being better than just saying he will or making extra gestures. But I also understand it's a TV show with time constraints. Ultimately, I'm just glad that it displayed kids showing healthy boundaries and evaluations of their self-worth and taking their time to forgive Evan. 
I hope this isn't Sam's only big moment to shine this season. Everyone else on the team has now gotten an episode each to develop their character. They've gotten to show off their strengths and their whole selves. While Sam does get to showcase more of his personality and his emotions, they are all shown in relation to Evan. The other characters have got to have agency and have their stories be about their own struggles. So it would be a shame if Sam were the only character whose development is at the behest of another character, not of himself. Something that I loved though in episode 7 was how an entirely unexpected character seemed to turn out to actually not be the kind of person I thought of them to be all along. Alex is struggling with feeling like she's not a good coach and not fit for the job. The pep talk she gets from Gordon is fine, and I'm still here for their relationship. But where the advice actually comes from had me rather shocked and unsure how to feel about it. Probably similar to how Alex felt. I hope that I hope that how this character was revealed this past weekend is actually another subversion of expectations and doesn't get turned back around later. Episode 7 is another excellent showing for this truly wholesome show. I hope to see a bit more hockey in the remaining episodes. Still, I'm glad that the personalities of each of the team members are getting to shine now, and that the show continues to subvert a lot of expectations, even as it follows classic plot lines. Let us know what you thought about this past weekend's episode. Leave a comment in the comment section below. And now on to the latest topic. Seth Rogen and James Franco are no more. Rogen is distancing himself from Franco after multiple allegations of sexual misconduct. Few pairings dominated the 2000s comedy scene like Seth Rogen and James Franco. After meeting his young actors on the cult series Freaks and Geeks in 99, the two went on to star in successful buddy comedies like Pineapple Express, This Is The End, The Interview, and even collaborated on several more projects together. But as sexual misconduct allegations mount against Franco, Rogan has, for the first time, publicly distanced himself from his longtime collaborator. During an interview with the Sunday Times, Rogan was asked if he felt he had enabled Franco's behavior. Rogan responded, What can I say is that I despise abuse and harassment, and I would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation if they were around someone like that. However, I do look back at a joke I made on SNL in 2014, and I very much regret making that joke. It was a terrible joke, honestly. The joke he's referring to was made in the opening monologue where Rogan quipped that he had pranked Franco by catfishing him as an underage girl. Franco had come under fire for messaging an underage girl on Instagram. Allegations of sexual misconduct have followed Franco, which include a lawsuit filed by several students at his former acting school. In addition, Buzzy Phillips wrote in her autobiography that Franco physically attacked her on the set of Freaks and Geeks. At the time these allegations were made, Rogan has said that he would continue to work with Franco in the future, but he since changed his mind, saying, I also look back to that interview in 2018 where I comment that I would keep working with James, and the truth is that I have not, and I do not plan to right now. Rogan added that their friendship has changed, saying, I don't know if I can define that right now during this interview. 
I can say, you know, has changed many things in our relationship and in our dynamic. When asked if his distancing from Franco was painful, Rogan said, yeah, but not as painful and difficult as it is for a lot of other people involved. I have no pity for myself in this situation. While it's disappointing that it took this long for Rogan to change his mind and speak out about the subject publicly, it's commendable that he's growing and evolving as a result. And that's our episode for t- this er, today. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show, and uh, be, for, be sure to hit that subscribe button and join us tomorrow for another episode. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold 2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinema gold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinema gold. You already know the fun of King's Island. Blue ice cream for lunch, catching your breath between screams on the beast. But this summer at King's Island, this is 50. Don't miss their 50th anniversary celebration all summer long with new shows, new food, and new fun. It's King's Island's biggest summer yet. And now through August 14th, King's Island is turning up the excitement with a daily 50 Years of Fun street party. It features dancers, music, and more commemorating the last 50 years. Make plans today at visitkingsisland.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.